Welcome back, guys, to Only with Jade LaFlay. I'm your host, Jade LaFlay, and I'm joining the studio today for episode four with the sweetheart, one and only, Will Singe. Yo, how are you going? How are you going? How are you going? Yeah, no, I'm well, I'm well. I'm <laughs> grateful to be here. Thank you so much for coming here and joining me today. No, thank you. The sun came out for us and, you know... Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, it's so sunny <laughs> out here. <laughs> um, but yeah, Will and I actually met only very recently. We kind of um, like met through some mutual friends. Mm. It was very random, but it's like worked out quite perfectly. It was trippy, eh? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was very uh, trippy. I think it was meant to be. It definitely meant yeah. to be. Well, when, when I had first seen you, like, I was like looking at you, I was like, foo, I know who you are, eh? But I'm just, I was just trying to put two and two together. And then you came over with the pad flow boys. I was like, foo crazy and then yeah yeah so then this will singe in 2021 you know you're you've announced that you're releasing all originals um yeah. from here forward and i think your fans are probably dying for that yeah i think so too uh, yeah and you've just released talk to me nice how does it feel oh it feels so it, it's so good to like put something out that you're 100 percent across and like you know you've had your hand in every part of the creative process and mm-hmm. yeah it's just like it's just it's you can't get any closer to me than that song right now, you know, like, mm. and the rest of the ones that are coming out, like, you know, it's all going to be coming from here and here. So, you know, um, I'm just excited to be able to be me finally Absolutely, and, and, yeah. and not have to kind of be directed by anybody else. Yeah. That's yeah. the ultimate goal for most artists. I'd say like yeah. having that ultimate creative control, which you but have at the same time, like sometimes like, you know, artists can get a bit carried away with themselves and, it all becomes about the art and you forget it's, it is a business at the same time. So mm. there has to be a healthy balance of that, you know? Mm. Yeah. And would you say that you're, you've mastered that healthy balance? Definitely not. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. I'm very like, I'm a musician's musician, you know, like mm. I love music, like, and that's where it all starts for me. So yeah. I kind of do have to do a little bit of more due diligence in the business department, but you know, from what, what I've done so far, like I'm not in a bad spot place or anything i mean the fact that you know what due diligence means you know you're probably (laughs) a step ahead from a lot of artists i think i'm just showing my age yeah (laughs) i think you're doing well but um so talk to me nice like what where did you draw the inspiration for that song oh yeah no the inspiration (laughs) let us know the inspiration kind of came from just like as i was saying like it's nice to be in a place where i get to direct everything so talk to me nice was about pretty much just having the confidence in myself and knowing myself enough now to be like, I know the direction I want to go. I don't need you to tell me where I have to go. Mm -hmm. I don't need you to tell me how I have to sound. I don't need you to tell me how I have to look because I'm going to take control of this now. And, um, you know, in my past, I've, I've dealt with a lot of like identity issues because when you start letting too many people control your everyday moves, yeah, it becomes really confusing. And at the end of the day, like, it's all going to fall back onto you when you're by yourself. Mm. And that's when you're going to realize that like, fuck, I didn't really, I shouldn't have been listening to any of these people because none of these people are here now to, to mm. fix what, you know, what I have this complex in my head that think that they have done to me, but really it's my own choice from listening to them and allowing them to do that. So yeah, talk to me nice is just yeah having the confidence in myself again and just kind of telling people to, can talk to me nice eh? because yeah. like i've done i've done the work i've put in the hard yards and mm. yeah i'm i'm and i'm still going i'm still here and i'm still going so 
Yeah. That's crazy. You've really drawn from your experiences yeah. and you've put your heart and your soul and your experiences into this track. Yeah. And that's awesome. And it's still like, you know, it was it was more on the hip hop side. Mm. So there wasn't no crazy melody or like no crazy high notes and like, you know, what everyone expects from Will Singe. You mm-hmm. know, I was expecting the big falsetto and the blah, blah, blah. No, I kind of just like, I love hip hop music as well. And um, I love the... St- the way they can tell stories through their lyrics, you know? So mm-hmm. you have a lot more bars to kind of tell stories. So that's how I kind of approach some of my music as well. It's, it's yeah. Cool. So the next track you're releasing, well, by the time this comes out, you would have released it. Yeah. Um, so tell us a bit about the next one. Okay. Yeah. No, Stand In, um, that's my. That's the next single that will be out by the time this comes out. Mm-hmm. So make sure you go stream that. Yeah. Um, stand In, guys. Stand In. Yeah. Um, I actually wrote that last year when I had gotten stuck um, back here and I was reminiscing on a lot of like past relationships and things back that Back here is in like in, in Australia. Australia. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I was just reminiscing on like a lot of past relationships and I'd realized that I hadn't really taken the time to, you know, kind of dive deep into some of those situations and there were some beautiful songs in those situations. So mm. I really found them putting myself in, in the studio and really kind of taking that and making that the main focus. And um, yeah, standing came from, there was someone that I met and, you know, we were both in relationships that weren't, were kind of fizzling out and like mm. not being treated well. And we met each other and yeah, standing was just m- me kind of telling the girl that, fuck, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna treat you a lot better than what you have now. And I, yeah. that's really what it was. Like, I'm, wow. I'm not a stand-in for, for who you have now. I'm gonna like, I'm here to replace that because he's he doesn't deserve you. So. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That brought a tear but to I d- I did it I did it from like a a little bit of a more confident um point of view rather than a real lovey-dovey like, mm-hmm. you know, emotionally driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of wanted to contrast that beautiful story with some like hard shit. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, and are these two tracks a part of a, an EP that you'll yeah, so I, I am releasing a, um, an EP later on this year. Um, it's going to be called Where Do Birds Go at Night? Where Do Birds Go at Night? Yeah. A question that we've all been thinking at 4 a.m. on a bender. 100% because <laughs> you hear bender. them at 7 a.m. but you don't hear them at 4 a.m. do you on a bender? Mm, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Where Do Birds Go at Night? I think it will have like five or six tracks on it, but ultimately leading to a project this year, if yep. not two. Yeah. So, yeah. And how do you, like, because it sounds like you live a pretty fast lifestyle, like the pace is quite fast. How do you kind of find the time to actually delve deep into and get into your creative space to then write really great music when you're always, like, on the move? On eh? the move, yeah. yeah. I don't know because I guess, like, I just stay in my my feels, eh? Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Like, everyone's like, get out of your emotions and get into your bag. And I'm like... But bro, like music is emotion, so especially for my stuff. So the only way I'm gonna make a bag is by being true to that. Yeah. Um, Just living li- living yeah. my life and yeah. Like I'm not a I'm not a super stoic dude. Like I'm a very open guy. So yeah, I'm I'm I can I can get creative. Like and you'll be surprised where creativity hits me in the most random places. Like I could be mid set in the gym and have this lyric pop into my head and be like, whoa, that needs to go into the next part. Like mm-hmm. so yeah, I I guess it's like. 
it's a healthy balance like but creativity is constantly around me it's like yeah you can take inspiration from anything you're looking at anything you hear anything you smell like your senses yeah you know, so and we were saying before we actually started recording this um you know you're not the type of person that likes to live by like very like a structured kind of day yeah. so i guess you know being creative it's it for you you just need to kind of like fill it out just live your life and and not be under too much kind of like pressure or yeah a hundred percent and control so when it comes to pressure i mean i feel like i'm the i'm the worst one that puts myself under that when it doesn't need to be Mm. but um yeah i don't i don't really like following a schedule like i know things that i like to get done during my day it doesn't have to be a set time but like as long as i feel good doing it and like you know i'm feeling it like i'll I'll get it done but yeah if not okay well (laughs) you were you know you were you moved over to the states yep and you signed to some pretty big agencies over there Mm. and i guess like what i want to know is you know you've like from what i've known of you which is very little from a very small amount of time but it seems like maybe something happened over there that um you weren't enjoying like was there like a pivotal moment for you where you yeah mainly um it mainly it was with my record label at the time like Mm. um it was tough because I think they had a vision of who I was meant to be and I had my own vision of who I wanted to be and I had built this whole following online off of R&B music and, mm. you know, they started to try to push some more pop-ish records onto me and as much as I was willing to try it, my heart wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. So I think that created a lot of, like, identity issues for me and then, you know, I spent some time trying to get out of the deal and I was just a bit gutted because, you know, as a kid, like you're so naive and green going into situations like that that's you know you're just like jumping at the contracts on the table and the president's in the room and like you're not really thinking about mm. what you're going to be feeling in hindsight mm. and you know the deal wasn't the best deal of of all time but at the same time i have to be appreciative of the opportunity there that i got so i think coming back here it was important for me i had a lot of like I had to ground myself again because I've been away for so long. Mm. And um, yeah, I was just like kind of losing myself a little bit. So, yeah. Um, and because things, you know, didn't work out the way I th- I'd hoped, I had to go back to the drawing board and I couldn't do that being in such a foreign place, I don't think. And right. I didn't have any family there. And oh, okay. Yeah, yeah just, so you didn't feel like you had that support network that maybe you needed. Yeah, I still had like my homies, like um, Sh- Sean, if you watch this, Silas, like you know, JRE, like all, all my homies over there. But yeah, just like my family too. Cause all these dudes are still like, yeah, they're like me. They're just making their way through life, trying mm. to work it out as well. So so over there, you mean in LA? Yeah, yep. LA. Yep. And then I ended up moving to Long Beach just because LA was a bit too much for me. Okay. I'd float, I, um, no, my parents came in, um, stayed with me while I was in LA. What did they think of it? Oh, my dad walked through the door and saw my, like as soon as he saw, saw like out the balcony, he was just like, son, I need you to come home, man. Aww. I was like, <laughs> like, bro, I'm not coming home, man. How long were you over there for? Um, I was living there for like five years. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But I'd come back here periodically. Um, the last time I had flown over to the States, I didn't come back here for a year though. Yeah. Because I was a bit jaded about a few things that had happened over here at the time. And yeah, I was too young to actually know how to deal with those situations. What too. were those situations? Just personal, like relationship stuff okay. and friendship stuff and like, you know, I was just feeling a little bit trapped as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I don't know. Like at the time, my music didn't really fit anywhere here. Mm. You know, yeah. I was doing this. Well, you're still kind of like the only person in Australia in the R&B space to have ach- accomplished what you have accomplished. Oh, appreciate you. So, <laughs> I mean, and that's like, that's pretty crazy considering R&B has been around forever and like everyone's mm. grown up listening to it. But to be an Australian, well, half Australian, um, like R&B artists and mm. have millions of followers and millions of views and listens and, you know. I got lucky. I that's crazy. I mean, I wouldn't just put it down to luck. I definitely I work too. Yeah, like, yeah. I work my ass off, but like, like I, I just, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna let the opportunities slip by, you know, mm. because I really love music, eh? Like, mm. It's very, like, yeah, I really like it. So it when, just does when you, to you. Um, so when you, moved over to the states like what was at that time what was your expectation like what did you think it was going to be like um well i'd kind of been like touring around there for maybe a year or two prior to that so i kind of knew what i was expecting um it was just a lot more fast paced than here yeah and i love that because we're young man like yeah but it's still it's so fast paced in sydney so like it's not it's on crack like compared i don't think uh, coming back here like it's slow to me, eh? Especially mm. in our industry, like our music, the music industry, it's yep. slow compared to over there. Like, oh, the industry in particular, you mean? Yeah. And just uh, meeting artists and meeting songwriters, totally. producers. Like you could be walking down Melrose and meet like a hundred different artists in the same like yep. hour. Yep. I don't know where you can do that here. It's so true. I mean, yeah. I, I went over there for like a short stint when I was younger to dance. And even in that short amount of time, I was like, wow, everyone's so talented. Like everyone's just like chasing the dream yeah. on the grind. And that's really inspiring. So. And it's important for, 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 you know, people in their 20s to 30s, I think, because like that's the time to be selfish with our time. Eh? Mm-hmm. Like you, there's nowhere else you're going to learn more than traveling. Mm-hmm. Like I learned myself so much more. I understood culture. I understood how societies work. Like you know, different races. Like it just opened the whole world to me yeah. way more than school or anything else could have. What was happening like yeah. maybe in the postcode you, you came from kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? There you go. And th- even yeah. though that is important. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was just like, I think I think it is important for when we're young to be selfish with our time and adventure, man. Like, yeah. adventure out. Yeah. Like, so other than like maybe the <clears throat> pivotal moments that kind of, took you on a different journey from what you originally thought in the States? Like some of the highlights, some of the best moments for you My, over there. Some of the best moments? Sh- share with people that oh. people may not know. Um, went to Jamie Foxx's house. He invited me over, eh? Damn. So I got to kick it with him for a bit. Like him, it was me, um, Julian, my manager, and Jamie and one of his trainers. And we mm-hmm. just kicked it. And he told me like crazy stories about like Ed Sheeran staying in the studio before he was Ed Sheeran and... He just gave him the whole studio for two months and you could sleep on the floor, bro, and just like made part of his album there. And yeah, it was just inspiring to, you know, also be around a guy that had had so much success and could still be so down to earth and had time to listen to my music and tell me, like, give me pointers here and there and tell me where I'm going right, where I'm going wrong. The guy invited me to like use his studio whenever I wanted and I never took him up on it because, like, you know, I don't know if he was just being nice about it, but Mm-mm. Um, you didn't want to overstep the boundary. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. <laughs> but it's still but pretty cool for Jamie Foxx to be like, like "Will Singe, you can come to my studio anytime you want." And I was watching the guy, and I was just like, "Bro, I used to watch you on YouTube, like, do your stand-ups, like, play your key, the keys, and like, 
you know your first album was like on repeat for me and it was yeah it was a, it was a buzzy moment um yeah another one was yg rocked up to my first show in la um he came with his little crew and then like i met him backstage and he just told me like come down to the studio so i got to hang out with him a few times too and like that's crazy yeah nah he's a really good guy hey eh? he's like a really good guy he's a very switched on guy too as well he, he cares about his family as well so mm-hmm. and his work cares about his work a lot so that was cool yeah um so some important relationships that came out of that um that trip like what relationships were they like any from the agencies or the record label or people that you met for me yeah for sure um mainly a lot of songwriters and Mm -hmm. producers Mm -hmm. um i'm still um i was signed with caa um in the states for touring but now i've moved to uta which is united talent agency yeah because um my agent moved over there from caa Mm -hmm. um but yeah like mainly the connections i have are, are yeah all to do with music but it's because i personally trust these people and how they write or how they produce and i'm i personally like I feel for that, you know, like mm. I, 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 I'm drawn to what they do. So less about the names, more about the, the art. Cause like, I love that. at the end of the day, like I could sit in my studio, f- f- you know, for a couple of weeks and try to bang out as many songs as I can give you guys an album, but it's just going to be me in my studio, like, mm. you know, doing the same shit over and over again. And unfortunately, like i got to be real with myself. Like you hit a ceiling when you're only working with yourself all the time. And yeah, right. Yeah. You hit a massive ceiling and in the same spot, like you need to be constantly inspired. And is that how you kind of felt? Um, because you were very popular, like doing your cover tracks and stuff. Mm. Um, is that, did you get to a point when you were doing covers that you felt that way? Like, or do you still really enjoy doing covers? Oh, I, lo- I love, I, I, I mean, it's not that I enjoy doing covers. I just knew what, like, at first it was a big, it was a new thing for me, so I enjoyed it. Yeah. But then it became work for me. Okay. Music became work. And there was a point last year that I wanted to quit music because I didn't understand what, like, what to do. Mm. And um, because I didn't want to do this shit anymore. I didn't want to fucking keep singing other people's songs, like, and putting all my emotion into it, eh? Mm. And it's also helping boost these people's songs on like Spotify and stuff like that. And yep. you know, so you thought, okay, I should be doing this for myself. Yeah. You, and I, yeah. I had written. I've been writing since I was fifteen years old. So yeah, it just happened to be that the way to everyone's screens was through covers. Doesn't make me a cover artist. Mm. That's just how people found me because they liked the versions that I did of the songs that they didn't like maybe or that mm. they did like but mm. i flipped it so hard that it sounded like a different song yeah so yeah like uh, i've got my own fucking story to tell sorry how, i keep swearing so much hey no, like, you can fucking swear all you fucking <laughs> want so you're rude. allowed to um and how long have you how long have you been feeling like you you want to put out will singe originals like when did this first come to mind uh i became confident in it um probably Probably October last year, eh? Yeah, it took a really? long time. Took You're a long time. Twenty-seven, six. Twenty-eight. Tw- <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh no, <laughs> it's younger. Oh. But um, I think we're telling everyone at the moment that I'm like twenty-two or something. Like, <laughs> well, I feel like at the age of twenty-seven <laughs> to twenty-eight, you sort of really you grow into yourself and you start to you become really confident in who you are and you also accept who you are. Yeah. You know, yeah, like totally. that's it, or it's, it's around that age. That's, if you if you feel that like at an earlier age, then you're fucking so lucky. 100%. But uh, for me, like in my experience, when I was hit 27, 28, I was like, ah, oh, I really know who I am now. 
So maybe that has a lot to do with it. Like you sort of just woke up one day and you're like, wow, I've experienced all this shit in life. I'll tell you what it was. It was COVID, eh? Yeah, like COVID okay. forced us all to stay inside. So we became super introspective, like just looking. Shout out to Tegan. Um, for yeah, we talk about this stuff all the time. She was that was her thing. She Who's was like, Tegan. I oh, just one of my homies in New Zealand. Yeah, Shout out Tegan. Yeah, she's the one. She's a G. Um, but she, yeah, she said to me that you know it was the year of introspection, and she was so right. Like we had all been forced to sit with these thoughts that we'd put off for so long, mm. but it was work that we needed to do for so long too. Like, mm-hmm. but it's so much easier to just go out with your friends and talk shit about somebody, something else, or somebody else, or like. I can go get some food or smoke some whatever, like, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So because of COVID, like a lot of people, you know, they ended up dealing with a lot of those problems and they either dealt with them or they let them kind of like override. Yeah. And I think last year, not only was I forced to, you know, be introspective in that sense because of COVID, but I also was dealing with a lot of things that I had put off myself um, for years and, they almost killed me. I promise you. Damn. Like, yeah, like it was a it was a dark moment for my life. But mm-hmm. I um that's where I found my love for the like I found the passion for my music again mm-hmm. through going through that and yep. growing out of it and knowing that I'm stronger for it and that I'm I've made it out. You know. Yeah. Because I never thought I would when you you never think you would when you're in the thick of it, man. Like mm. you just want it all to go away. Mm. Yeah. And you mentioned before, like you spent all of last year um, single. Mm. So do you think that helped you find yourself as well? Not I think being it would in a relationship? Have, I think it would have been rude for me um, to actually, you know, dr- bring anyone else into the mm. shit that I was dealing with. Okay. And that was, that was a big thing for me. And it would have complicated my life a lot. Yep. Because I care. I care. about. I'm very empathetic. I, like, not trying to big myself up, but I am an empathetic person. Like, I care about how people feel and I care, like... I want everyone to be on a good level. So if I'm hurting someone like unintentionally or subconsciously, like I'd rather just not put myself in a position and just, yep. you know, run, yep. run it myself. And I wasn't ready. I was definitely not ready for a relationship at all. I was very heartbroken. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. what it is. So what, what, what happened during that time? Like, what did you go through? Um, uh, I went through... Just dealing with a breakup that had happened a few years ago. That was a big one for me. Um, and, you know, music helped me a lot in that sense. Mm-hmm. Also, my friends helped me a lot in that sense. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Don. Donnell helped me a lot because um, he would have to hear about it all the time. <laughs> but I ended up I ended up leaving Sydney because it, it just got too dark for me. Eh? And I was just like... Oh, wow. Where did you go? I was in a good place. Uh, I ended up going up to Brisbane for... I was only meant to go for a week. I ended up staying four months. Wow. Yeah, because I just, I, that's where I started this new self journey and that's why I felt myself hit this bottom. And then Don was like, I'm going to go back to, um, I'm going to go back to Brizzy. And I was like, bro, I'll just, I'll, I'll drive. And then we, it was me, Donnell, Kenyon and Delu. Yeah, nice. it was me. But that's, I drove all that, the That would have been way. so fun. <laughs> like that is, that is a killer crew. Yeah, no. Nah, oh man, I love them all way. Like absolutely. And they're, yeah, they're such characters. Yeah. Very talented boys too. They're so talented. And that's where I actually like ended up meeting Sesh as well because he had moved into Don's house maybe two days after I'd got there. Mm-hmm. And like we were both in like a little bit of a, a dark patchy spot. So um, 
yeah, we were kind of just floating around the house for a couple of weeks and I'd seen this guy, he was like getting into work, trying to like, you know, make the most of his time and I was trying to kind of feed off the energy and then one day he walked into the room and he was just like, hey bro, like, you know, if you ever want to shoot something or like if you need like videos or anything for a cover, like I'm just next door, so let's... Perfect. I was like, foo, like, seriously? Okay, fuck, that was the kick in the ass that I needed because that... The next day, I recorded that WAP cover. Mm -hmm. and then the next day, we filmed it. The next day, it was out. And within a week, it had like a million views. Amazing. And I hadn't released a video for like seven or eight months. That's so crazy. Yeah. How I'll, does it feel yeah. like being able to do that? Just one day, just meeting someone that becomes a friend. And you're like, hey, let's do this. And then you get a million views in a week. You know, a lot of people work really hard to even get like a couple of hundred views. Yeah, <laughs> no, 100%. And yo, it's like, crazy. I had... I was on YouTube for years before yeah. anybody knew who I was. So, it's crazy. Um, it is crazy, but like definitely blessed, like super grateful. I'm grateful that I got to meet him because he sparked something in me that I obviously needed at the time too. Like I just yep. needed a little reminder like that I do this shit, man. Like, yeah. You know, and I was missing that confidence as well. So yeah. Um, yeah, it was sick. It was and you, so you traveled up to Brisbane with some other um, Australian artists, which is so awesome. Mm. And do you think you'll release music or write some music with those boys? Or yeah, no, yeah. I've got I've got a song coming out with um, I've got a few songs coming out with them. Hey, eh? like okay, yeah, no, we ended up in the studio at um, six uh, six degrees studio in in Brisbane, and um, and um. We got like Lissy, Ezra, like all the four three wow. boys came down. I think day one was in one of the other studios, like across the hall. And then, um, yeah, we had me, Don, Delawu, Kenyon just had come back. Rubbish, eh? Kenyon, Kenyon didn't even make the studio sessions, eh? But oh no, why? Yeah, we ended up just um because he had to come. Yeah, he came back for something. I can't oh okay, remember it was. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah we ended up doing these studio sessions and all these sick songs came out of them because nobody in the room had egos. Mm. We all just went in and I was sitting at the computer. I was engineering. Like I was, I'm, I'm keen for it. Eh? Like I'm always down to help new talent too. So yep. having Lisi and like Malik. Love like, Lisi. We had him on the show um, last year. I don't know if you saw, but he's, he's, boy, he's awesome. He's hilarious. Eh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, we've had some, we've had some nights. And uh, <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Oh, even like the four three boys, like I've got so much respect for them, eh? Mm -hmm. And I went down and trained with Ezra, like did a bit of boxing with him because mm -hmm. he's got a title fight coming up as well. The only R and B singer to be fighting for a cruiserweight title as well, <laughs> which is gangster. Like yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I I really found myself down there, and we we made some great music that's all going to be coming out. So that's awesome yeah. to hear. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, one I of them should be in like. Not too long, maybe a couple singles away. Damn. Yeah. Okay, I'm keen. Fire. I'm ready. Are there any other Australian artists that you'd love to work with? I'd love to work with Mason Dane. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Yeah, Mason. Love Mason. Yeah, it was his birthday Folk. the other week. Yeah. That man is very talented. I told you I was pretty drunk at that um event the other night, but yep. I was just like, The Shisha Bro. Chick single yeah, watch. Yeah, day one. Yeah, the man. <laughs> um, but yeah, Mason just came up to me and he was like, man, oh, he messaged me. He's like, man, we should get some work in. I was like, I'd love to work with you, man. Yes. Because um, I think, yeah, him as a writer, like him, his songwriting is, it's international. Mm. Like he's a gun. Um, I would love to work with Jai. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking oh, about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it would be cool to work with what Jai. What is Jai doing these days? He just I released a single too. Ages. Oh, okay. Yeah, true. Called Lolo. Yeah. Yep. It was hard as well. Okay. Um, what kind of vibe is it? 
Oh, uh, R&B. Oh, true. Yeah. And Lips, obviously. Oh, yeah. A king. I need to work with Lips. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. Let's um, make it happen. <laughs> um, who else? For, I could just rattle off. That's so crazy. People. For those that don't know who Mason Dane is, well, you may, you may not, but he's like part of the Dream Big Collective. Um, so go look him up. He also releases his own music, but he's an amazing producer and he helps, he helps a lot of other Australian artists as well. The man. Mm. Um, but honestly, like if I could, I'd work with all the Australian artists. Today. What's the process enough. like, you know, when it comes to collaborating, because like in my head, I'm like, Oh, just see, it seems so simple. Like just get together, write a song, but is it that simple? For me, I like to make it that simple. Yeah. If I, if I vibe with the beat and you want me to feature on it, throw my way bro and yep. if, I, if I catch a vibe then I catch a vibe that's that's as simple as it is yeah for me like it normally like if I if I like a song I'm not the type of guy that goes yeah give me like 10 grand for a feature mm. because I, I've, I've I've done the money thing bro like I've made I've done all that shit already like I don't like if I like something I'm just gonna do it and what about international artists can we expect any oh, international most collaborations definitely. most yeah. definitely yeah I speak to um I'd love to work with Vito um, so I speak to him a little bit and then mm -hmm. Tone Stith, I asked, I asked if he would jump on one of my songs. So wow. Yeah. Yep. That'd be dope. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to collab with some like old school R&B dudes like yeah. Jay Holiday and <sighs> stuff like that. Could you imagine? Yeah. Cause it's the stuff I'm raised on, man. Like, yeah. It's the stuff Eric I Bellinger, that would be fucking Eric, crazy. Yeah, he's a crazy songwriter. Um, um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Heaps of people. Well, Let's make it happen. Nah, nah, definitely gonna make it happen. I don't know why I'm sitting here like, yeah, I'm just gonna make it happen for you, Will Singe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just, nah, I'll, I'll just send out messages to people and be like, hey, bro, I really like your stuff. Like, we'd love to work in any capacity whenever I can. Yeah, yeah. is that the best way to connect with people, do you think? Or do you have to kind of do it through? Um, Sometimes people wanna do yeah. the ego thing and act fucking famous and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but, right. you know, I could do the same thing, but that's not a real thing. Like, this is this complex that people make up in their fucking heads. And I, I think it's funny to me. Yeah. Like, just oh, no, uh, <laughs> I have to go to my email and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, nah, bro, I got other shit to do. Eh? Like, yeah. You, you can I'm reply literally on talking here. to you right yeah, now. Yeah. So it's like, you can reply on here or uh, all good. Um, I love that. I love that casual approach. Yeah. And if anyone's like, if the first thing they want to talk about is money, then uh, I ain't got, you ain't got no business dealing with me, man. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because people that are like watching like pockets, like pocket watching and like, you know, counting their pennies and shit. Yep. Those are not the people that I want to be around, man. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. So, Will, I'm really excited because you and I are doing a fundraiser event together in Redfern yeah, next nah. month on April 11th. Yeah. Yeah. On. On. So, if anyone wants to come down and say hi, please do. Yeah. It's a free event. Um, I'll be DJing and we'll be, we'll, Will will be performing. Um, so are you excited? I'm, yeah, I'm keen. Hundred percent excited. It's my yep. first performance in two years. So yeah, yeah, haven't performed for two years. Two years. But yeah, if I can do it, how for, come? Ah, uh, still a one two way. <laughs> to be honest, no, I really yeah. didn't. Like, Will's in his feels. I'm still, I still really <laughs> like. I'm not, I'm not opposed to performing at the moment, but my focus right now is the music. Mm. Um, until I've established my sound and like who I am as an artist. I don't like, I don't know. I don't know about touring just to, you know, get a bag. Like. Well, I think it's really beautiful that you haven't performed in two years and your first performance is going to be at a fundraiser yeah. event. Should be sick. In Redfern. We're on two training like twice a week. Eh? What was that? I trained there twice a week too. As well. Oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> With the Pad Flow boys. So shout out to them for um, yeah. helping the, um, 
helping the cause too. Horace and Gideon. Yeah, leg- yep. absolute legends. Absolute legends. Um, so how important do you think it is like to stay connected with the community like that? Because oh. you seem like you are that type of person. No, it's, yeah. I think it's, even with out, like, out, like in Forestville, like it's a dope little community, man. Like, mm-hmm. And I think it, that's so important. It's so important to be like, you know, in the know with your community and just have your ear to the ground at, at all times and take care of the people that are around you and like that have supported you f- from before you or anything. So yep. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always willing to, you know, be a, do my part and be a part of the community. So yeah. yeah. And whatever I can do to like push kids to, you know, kind of chase their dreams and like, yeah, or help them in any type, in any type of capacity. Like I'm so willing to, like, I just want to see our, our youth f- thrive, yep. thrive, thrive. <laughs> thrive. <laughs> No, I just want to see the youth thrive. Really, yeah. like that's that's very important to me, eh? Because already I see so much talent coming out of this country, and yeah, gets me like mad. It was getting me mad, excited and stuff when I started seeing like you know the one fours and hooligan hefts and lips coming out. And I was in the states, and I was pissed off because like I was in the states and yeah. I wanted to be here when all this was coming out. But I was really proud of like you know being Australian and like seeing where, where the music industry is on its way to. Hundred percent, especially for our our genre. Yeah, you know, it's so because exciting. I feel like it was such a dead market for a long time and I was yeah. just fucking, you know, hitting my head against a brick wall trying to, you know. Push push something that yeah. wasn't, yeah, yeah. really moving. Yeah. There wasn't like the right support. It wasn't or the some, right crowd. The, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's good. It's so good. And I'm sure there are going to be a lot of fans there that look up to you and maybe some like aspiring R&B singers and artists. Yeah, that'd be So dope. what might you tell them? Like as um, advice from Will Singe. Uh, keep your family close. Um, what else? Not too close though. <laughs> I um, need my space. Uh, yeah. But um, what would I tell them? Just do you, man. Like, don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Like, the only way you're ever going to find your true happiness is by stopping trying to do what everybody else is doing, eh? Mm-hmm. And just doing what makes you feel happy and what or really like kind of speaks to you and um, I guess like really pushes your personality out to the world at the same time. Um, that's a big one. And just, you know, just keep your wits about you. Have your head on a swivel. And yeah, don't let anyone try to direct you if uh, it doesn't feel right. Now I know, trust your gut, eh? trust mm-hmm. your intuition. Because yep. it's very important. Yep. Um, but yeah. And how do you keep your, like, now nowadays that you're in this, like, really good headspace, like, what do you kind of do? What's your daily routine to keep yourself in a really good space? Um, for me, wake up, um, meditate, make my bed. That's, I have to do those in the morning, eh? Like, uh-huh. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, if you win the morning, you win the day. Yeah. You win life. Yeah. <laughs> I got roasted the other day on Instagram because I took a photo and like post it and my bed wasn't made yet but like some mornings I like to change it up and maybe was it me that uh, they commented I was like oh, make your bed you. <laughs> oh wait it was you I was like yuck Thanks, man. man nah jokes <laughs> I made a cup of coffee I was hanging out with my dog and then I made my bed oh there you go you made it but you thought you'd post the picture first and I was I was on Instagram unfortunately <laughs> at that time uh, if you um, knew me well, like I'm a psychopath, I have to have my bed made every single morning, and like everything in my house is like 
Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so, no, nah, I'm definitely not like that, eh? Very free-spirited. Just have to make my bed in the morning, that's all. Well, then that's, like, that's contradicting, though. <laughs> nah, because i got other shit to do, eh? I can't be at home <laughs> fucking cleaning all day. Or... Um, but I did I, I did all my washing this morning before I came. Good work. But, well. yeah, so I'll, I'll do all that stuff in the morning. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Take my probiotics and, like, you know, the things that help my, boost my endorphins and my dopamine levels and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um and then I'll just get into training, really. Which I think a lot of people should know about. Maybe not not yeah. many people actually do know about that kind of stuff. So how do you mm. how do you stay up to date and in the know with all the health side of things? I mean, it just depends. Like if 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 I'm being told by a doctor, like, oh, this is happening because of this reason, like this is thrown out, then I'll start to go home and do my own research on Google, or you know, you, you listen to podcasts and you hear different different guys on Joe Rogan and. Um, who's the guy that wrote the four hour work week? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Don't know. Um, wouldn't be pissed off. <laughs> but um, yeah, just like podcasts and stuff, like they're they're a big one as well. But mm-hmm. for me, it just came down to my own study. Yeah. Yeah. So I take like a, a fifth. It's all natural stuff, but I take I take a lot of stuff. Yeah. During the day, and like I'll cycle on and off. Not cycling steroids or drugs or anything <laughs> yeah, like that. It's no. vitamins. Like yeah. Yeah. So very good. Um. And then I'll do my cardio. I got to do faster cardio in the morning, and then yeah, just get into yep. it from there. And you work out like twice a day, or two to three times a two day. Two to three times a day, yeah. seven days a week. Now I can't because I burnt out maybe like a month ago, mm-hmm. and I had to like actually not train for two weeks because yep. my body couldn't handle it. So I'm starting to. I'm consciously aware that I'm getting older too, so I can't keep up. I try to yeah. always keep up with these young dudes and stuff, and like I got. But honest, you probably that's... also have an upper hand in the sense that, like, your mental capacity is maybe a lot. Is it? The... I don't want to say greater, but it's just it's different, you know. It is different. As you get older, you learn to prioritize and focus on on different things. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah. And I have been told I'm a weird guy, so. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty weird. Yeah, I know. No, I've even just been old... thinking that this whole time. Like, even my old man's weird. Said... No. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's it is so important because, like, you know, when I was younger and stuff, I um. Back in the day, you know, we did our, we did our fair share of like <laughs> taking like, um, yeah. you know, substances and whatnot. And those yeah. unfortunately come back to fucking bite you in the ass when you're older. So be weary, kids. Be weary. Don't go to bush tours. Yeah. Oh, no. Nah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying all that now. Oh, come on. I'm joking. Nah, I'm um, joking. But yeah, so I take like things like 5-HTP and Sammy in the morning just to like, yeah, give just my, yeah, give my... It just make me happier. Okay. Yeah. I That's what coffee happy. does for me. Oh, I have like, I'll take a fat burner in the morning. It has like five, six coffees in it. Oh my <laughs> like God. Caffeine. No yeah. wonder you came in here today. Like, nah, that's just how I am all the time. I swear. Okay. I swear. Yeah. So steroids. Yeah. Nah. If I was on steroids, I'd look way bigger than this. I reckon. My legs would at least not be chicken like, you know? I just want to set a precedent, a precedent of like, this is what fucking hard work is, eh? Mm. And if you're not willing to fucking do it, then you can go over here and get your nine to five. Mm-mm. But which is also okay if you really want to do that. But of course, man, that, like that's fine. But fuck, as a creative, <laughs> for me, I, I worked in a bank for fucking two years, man. Like I was a bank teller. How was teller. that? How was? That? Well, imagine me asking you, <laughs> and what transactions would you like to do today? You know, like wow. withdraw one million dollars, please. Oh, I'm just checking in your bank account. It doesn't look like you've got $1 million in there anymore. Yeah. 
I was saying this in an interview the other day, actually, um, that, you know, when I was younger and I used to work in those kind of roles and if I felt like I was just another face at a company, like I just, I knew I I wasn't in the right place and I just had to get the fuck out. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. I just, for me, like, yeah, that, the day job thing, that's not my thing, eh? Like I can't, it's just going to make me Well, you don't have to do it, so it's all good. But you're in a spot that you don't have to. I've had plenty of jobs, but like, don't, don't get it twisted. Okay. Tell us all your jobs. Tell us about all your jobs. Oh, fuck. I've been a brickies laborer. I've worked at a fruit shop, like in the backpacking fruit. I've worked at a butcher. I've fucking did the bank, worked in Australian Idol as a backing vocalist. Uh, You know, those guys on the stage. How did you feel about being the backing guy? I was fine for me. I was only 17. I was like so stoked to be in and around it. Mm. With Stan, like Stan Walker. Love Stan. Yeah, he's he's the man. And um, what else have I done? Yeah, I've done heaps of shit. That's pretty, that's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) And and, like for my music, like, dude, I used to play gigs for like, you know, three people at bars for Mm. three hours for 50 bucks, man. Like me and my mate would have to split a hundred bucks for the three hours. Yeah. He would take it. He'd take his 50. I'd take my 50. We go get fucking wasted. Yeah. It really be like that. Yeah. And, but like, you have to earn those stripes. Like you have to people that just go straight to the top. I feel like they have, they don't know. Yeah. They don't know the whole spectrum. Yeah. And you're always interested to see how long it might last. Yeah. And it also haven't t- had that experience. thickens your skin. Yeah. It thickens your skin for, because this industry's fucking, it's pretty like, tumultuous yeah. eh? it's pretty crazy yeah do you like that word tumultuous that's a good tumultuous. one tumultuous what yeah. was it T- <laughs> tumult tumultuous <laughs> fuck <laughs> tumultuous as no. in turmoil no <laughs> that was awesome thank you so much nah dude appreciate you having me on here right uh, and we'll here. have you on here again soon yeah and i'm looking forward to all your music being released yeah hopefully by then i'll have you know some platinum plaques on my wall Ooh. like Grammy noms, some billboards here. Yeah, that's what I plan to do. So, keen. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you. See you guys.